Hello, ho, ho. welcome to Gutter Trash, episode 306, Dust Devil. My name is Eric. I'm Jason. Hello. Good evening, sir. How's it going? Pretty well. Pretty well. How about right. you? I am feeling like I am on the verge of a sneeze. Oh? And it is not happening, but, but I feel the, like the tickle up in my sinus cavity, uh, and it is obnoxious. <laughs> Tickling. This isn't going to become a, another tickling podcast. No, not another tickling podcast. We listened to a really good podcast about yeah. tickling. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the dollop. Yep. That is all it's about. Yeah. It is tickling. <laughs> well, occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. And they're much better than we are. Oh, most are. <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. If you, if you, if you want to tune over to a good podcast right now. Uh, it's called The Dollop, Yep, and I'm sure you can find it, and you'll probably enjoy it more than this. <laughs> it's pretty goddamn enjoyable. Uh, <laughs> kind of wish I was listening to A Dollop right now. I know, right? Yeah. Let's do that. Okay. Let's just leave. Right. Good night, everybody. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, yeah. How how you doing? I'm, I'm okay. Other than that sneeze thing. Uh, it seems to be passing, mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm doing all right. Yeah. Cool. You? Pretty good. Yeah. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Not too bad. I had a little nap right before I came over. Yeah. My dog and my cat and me curled up together. Well, that's pretty sweet. It was adorable. Yeah. yeah. If there was a photo, you would probably cry when you saw it. Oh. With joy. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, may have had a little nap in the middle of the movie. Yeah. I think you may have. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. The, the, there's some slow parts of the movie. Yeah, there are. <laughs> I, but I actually really like the pace of that movie. Should we, are we talking about the movie already? Well, let's talk about this okay. movie. Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Dick Stanley. <laughs> yep. Good old Dick Stanley. Yep. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the movie is slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's methodical. It is methodical, yes, is also a good word mm-hmm. to put that. Um... Because I, I didn't honestly didn't find the pace boring. I just found it slow. Despite the couple times where I closed my eyes to blink and then kept them closed <laughs> for at least thirty seconds or more a time, uh, no, I don't find this movie boring at all. Yeah, uh, it's a good slow burn movie. Yeah, uh, I like this movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like. I'd say. A good chunk of the elements of this movie. Okay. Right. And there's some I didn't. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, it's probably fair. I mean, I'm sure I probably would agree with you, maybe. I don't know. But, I mean, I do own this movie. Right. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I bought it years ago, sight unseen. Uh, yeah, what made you buy it? I read about it in a, in a Fangoria. Oh, or I could see a that. Rumorg. I could see either uh, of those things happening. Yeah. And said, "Well, that sounds interesting." Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I like the uh, the lead actor of the movie a lot, and, and pretty much everything I've ever seen him in. Uh, Robert John Burke. Yeah, yeah. You you would probably recognize him best as uh, Dennis Leary's cousin from uh, Rescue Me. Oh, okay. He was the the priest. I didn't recognize him at yeah. all. Okay. And uh but probably best known to the world at large as the guy what replaced Peter Weller 
in RoboCop 3. Oh, really? Yep. <laughs> that's, his, that's his golden nugget there. <laughs> oh, man. But no, like, he's just a good character actor, and right. he's in, like, a ton of things, usually in small roles. and, and uh, Odd roles, probably. Eh, like, I don't know, he's on, like, I think all of the Law and Orders as, like, the same character. Oh, okay. Where he plays, like, a, uh, like, a hard-assed, uh, internal affairs, uh, cop. Hmm. Uh. I want to play a hard-assed internal affairs cop. Right? Yeah. Who wouldn't? Oh, man, I would love to do that. But yeah, no, he, he usually plays kind of a, maybe a mean guy, cause he's got kind of a, a mean, strong he's got face. A chiseled look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. And I think he's also a twin. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. They should have. They should incorporate that into some Law and Order storyline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, if I remember correctly, though, they did use him in this movie. Oh, the twin? Yeah. Oh, okay. Like as a stunt. Do- oh, was it like that mirror scene? Or I something? think so. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it was cool. It was a weird kind of... It's very weird. Yeah, very strange. It's almost like... Like, it kind of reminds me of, like, if David Lynch and Sam Raimi got together and made it a movie. Like, <laughs> I like kind of see that. Like, it's kind of so I, think, I think Sam Raimi would have uh, injected a little more humor. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and even I'd say David Lynch... Uh, yeah. He usually puts some humor in there. there there's some humor, yeah, yeah, usually. Yeah, it's pretty... It's pretty, like, kind of bleak and dark. And, yeah. And just weird. Yeah. There's a lot of just weird. There, it, uh, it takes a while to, to settle into, to what is happening. So what is happening? I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, it's set in Africa. Yep. Um, and Namibia. It's, and it's like a, a, a story about a lady who's kind of on the run. And she runs into a dude who's mysterious and seems to be on the run as well. Right. Uh, yeah, she, she is, uh, uh, well, we meet the dude first. And, yeah. uh, we get a pretty good idea of what he's up to almost right at the beginning of the movie. It's nothing good. Uh, yeah, there, there's no mystery to, to his intentions. Uh, he's a killer. Mm hmm. Uh, he, he likes to mutilate and burn. Um, and, and have, uh, have intercourse. Yes. He does that a lot. Well, who, who doesn't? <laughs> right. I mean, those are three of my favorite things. <laughs> mutilating, burning, and oh. having intercourse. See, I've never done the mutilating. Oh, yeah. I, huh. just, I just like burning and intercoursing. Well, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> right? Something to strive for. <laughs> uh, but yeah, and then, uh, there's, Weird African mythology that's involved, and and lots of lots of metaphysical type of stuff that uh, you usually find reserved in like Peter Milligan comics. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of weird like pseudo pseudo voodoo. Yeah, and then like and then like some crime noir. A little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a strange film. Um, and it's, and it's also very brown. Yeah, yeah, it's really pretty. I love the colors in this movie. Oh yeah, it's it's a gorgeous looking movie. Yeah, the color is great. It, but yeah, I mean, 
it might as well just be a black and white movie because it is all just the same right. tan tone throughout. A lot of, a lot of sand and right. like wood. And, yeah. Like very little color is, is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the early scene when, when our, our lead uh, female lead is uh, leaving her, her husband, like the, the suburb that they live in is a little more colorful. Mm-hmm. That guy's jacket certainly was colorful. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh... And then, like, there's a hotel room later, which has, like, lots of, of purples and, and you yeah. know, other colors, but, but... And a couple of dream sequences. And some dream sequences, but even those were still kind of monotone. Yeah. yeah I mean, one but still, red. Like, yeah, yeah I, I'm certainly not, uh... It gives it a look, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm definitely not saying that yeah. this is, is a bad thing. It's not like they forgot to bring the other colors to the palette. Right, yeah, it just, yeah. yeah it's, it's got a definite look to it. Uh, yeah, so, so, yeah, the basic movie is just about this woman who is, uh, driving across Africa, who picks up, uh, our, our buddy, the, the dust devil, uh, as a hitchhiker, and, uh, and, uh, just waiting to see what, uh, nefarious plan he has. Yeah, yeah, he's creepy. Why would you pick that guy up? Because <laughs> he's also very handsome. Well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's why it's, that's why I've always gotten picked up because right? of my good looks. Like, cause people are like, that dude is creepy, but he looks fine. <laughs> and then they pick me up anyway. Yeah. But, but hey, you know, you know, look at, uh, Ted Bundy. You know, yeah, yeah. Notorious serial killer, but also notorious ladies, man. Mm-hmm. But this dude's like in a, oh, by the way, like, I know a little bit about Dick Stanley, as I'm sure you do. Uh-huh. Richard Stanley yes. is his real name. Uh, but he kind of looks like the main bad guy in this he movie. He does at least dress yeah. very similarly. Yeah, he always has like this like cowboy hat fedora type thing. And right, a trench coat. That's like down to his down to his ankles, trench coat, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, so I wonder if this is kind of like, he's like, this is my bad side I'm putting out there into the world. You know? Maybe, could be. Uh, I mean, yeah, it is a little weird that you had, like, I didn't even think of that until you just mentioned it, oh, but yeah. you're totally right. Like, when he first appears, you didn't see his face, and I was like, wait a minute, is he starring in this movie, too? Right, right. <laughs> but, because he wrote it and directed it, but, yeah. but no, he was not in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's really cool. Like, it's got a weird vibe to the whole film, and, yeah. like, you don't really know, it's one of those things where you don't really know what's real all the time, what's a dream or what someone's hallucinating or and there's a lot of like freaky effects and makeup and yeah it makes for a good a good world and it's not overblown either like there's not like giant tentacle monsters running right. around or anything like that you see like a glimpse yeah of like a monster yeah and then like it immediately goes away right and like even yourself you're not quite sure that that's exactly what you saw yeah there. exactly yeah i think that works really well yeah and, and I think it also leaves a little open to, you know, a little bit of interpretation, you know, is this guy really some sort of ancient, you know, demon who is walking the earth or is he just a crazy killer guy? Right. Well, kind of the movie opens with some narration that almost seems lifted from an old or like a Magnolia comic right. about like ancient evils and presences and things. And yeah. it's, it's real creepy. And you're like, Ooh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I like the way it unfolds and I don't, I don't quite get it. Like, I don't get everything. Like, I don't, I'm not sure that I get everybody's motivation and, you know, and, and where they're, 
where they're actually at at the end of the movie. Right. But, but um, but yeah, it's it's an enjoyable, yeah. slow ride. Very slow ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I think that would put some people off of it. Yeah. You know, and, and this is like the second or third time I've watched this movie before. Okay. Uh, but it has also been years since I watched it last. So, because I know I watched it when I first bought it, and I think that was like around two thousand four, two thousand five. And then uh, I think me and my girlfriend at the time watched it as well because you know, she was interested in it. Yeah. Uh, so it, it has been at least seven or eight years since it, I've seen it last. When was this movie made, do you know? 1990? 1991? Okay. Uh, it has a weird kind of timelessness to oh, it. Oh, yeah. I, that, I think, helps it a lot. Yeah. I mean, there's some old cars in it, you right. know, but other than that... But older than even yeah, like 70s, right? probably, yeah. yeah. And that may also just be the location. Right. You know, yeah, I mean, just they're in a very, very remote part of Africa. And they've changed it to look like it's, like, you know, there's, like, dust storms everywhere destroying right, right, everything. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of cool, yeah, because there's, like, signs everywhere about, you know... We pray for rain and right. you know watch out for the sand and yep. it, it's got a really cool feel to it. Um, yeah, I, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. but then parts of it, like I just kind of got confused and lost in places with the storytelling. Okay, um, I was just like, I'm not sure. Like the, I think, I'd say the first 15 minutes of the movie just kind of felt like I was watching like a college art film where I was like, does this even connect or make sense? Right. But it, it finally started to. Um, that's you know like what I said you know it, it takes a little while to yeah, get a foothold into mm, for sure into what's happening around you know the movie yeah because I totally agree with you it's it's very confusing like yeah the first you know fifteen twenty minutes right and like you know there's this narration happening and then like you see like you know this guy and then you know he murders a woman but like you know it's just all weird and and. Like, there seems to be, like, extraneous explanation, but yeah. not really explaining yeah. anything. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah, with some of the narration, I was like, man, I I don't know that this is helping. Right. Um, but it kind of starts to work itself out, and then, you, you know, you, you figure out that it is kind of a simple story. Right. Like, maybe you're looking for, you know, too many, uh, like, you know, plot lines right, and things yeah. at the beginning. But, yeah, it's, it's kind of a simple story with just, like, a weird blanket over it. Right. Like, yeah, there is one scene that happens that, uh, confused the shit out of me. And then they never touch back on it again. Oh. Uh, the scene where, uh, Dust Devil, you know, comes to this small town called Bethany, mm-hmm. uh, that has had like a seven year drought. And, uh, he walks up to like a gun range. Yeah. That is being overseen by a priest. Yeah. And, uh, like, one of the, the boys who, who is, uh, doing target practice, like, sort of feels the presence of the Dust Devil. Right. And, like, they sort of make a connection, but then there's, like, nothing else about that. Yeah, that is weird. I mean, right before that scene, part of the narration said something about him. Uh, sensing boys who becoming men or something. Right, yeah, yeah. And I was like, is that a, a sexual reference? I don't know what, yeah. what it's trying to say. And then, yeah, it showed, like, these boys, these children being trained for war. And maybe it was just kind of saying, you know, that's something he feeds upon. Right. It was, like, that sort of darkness that 
humanity has. I don't know. Fair. I feel like there's a lot of metaphor in, in the imagery in this movie. Definitely. Definitely there is. And, and uh, I think we both are manly enough to admit that we don't always get that no. kind of stuff. No, we're, we're kind of dumbins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> we'll say we probably got this a little more than we got Dorfler. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it wasn't as pretty as Dorfler. No, so, yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, I I think I kind of get it, but I think I kind of get it as well. So like, I need, need to watch it again. Yeah, yeah. I'd never, I've never seen any of his movies before today. Um, but I did see. There's a documentary about Richard Stanley was supposed to make uh, The Island of Doctor Moreau. Yep, and uh, it's called Lost Souls. It was really good. It's incredibly good. Yeah, <laughs> and it and like after watching that movie, I'd I'd heard of Haywire since I was a kid. Right. Um, in fact, like, I remember, I think, is Gwar in Haywire? Do you know? I don't know. Like, I, I know I've heard of that movie forever. I know it has, like, a lot of rock dude, okay. you know, uh, cameos in it. I feel like it was something weird, like, it was either, it was either, like, footage of Gwar with somebody else's music, or their music with somebody else playing it or something. I don't oh, know. I yeah. But, um... But yeah, it really made me want to watch one of his movies because I was like, man, this guy seems cool and right. like kind of shit upon by the Hollywood industry. He does seem to have had a lot of terrible luck. Yeah, when it comes to getting movies made. Yeah, because he's made a few documentaries. Because uh, on the the DVD set for Dust Devil, uh, like it came with three documentaries that he had made. Oh wow, really? But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think Haywire, Dust Devil. And I think a couple of short films, and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It said it said his experience with Doctor Moreau, which is right after Dust Devil, I think. Yeah, I gave him a really bad taste in his mouth for for making movies, and right. he, was, he was just basically like, "I just don't even want to do it anymore," even though it was like his life's passion. Right. And it just kind of broke my heart when I saw him. Yeah. Was like, I was like, "Oh, he seems so nice and like creative." He's a little weird. Yeah, for he's, sure. He's very weird. Yeah. And. uh I'm attracted to the weird. Otherwise, I wouldn't oh, yeah. be here right now. That's true. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, oh, I I cannot recommend Lost Souls enough. Yeah, I think it's on Netflix for sure. That's where I watched it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you just see just how fucked over he got on the island of Doctor Moreau. Yeah. But you also see a little bit how he kind of really didn't have any control over it either no and yeah he kind of went a little nuts yeah you know at the beginning yeah it said like he wouldn't show up to uh the meetings they were supposed to have and right. he was just like i just want to go film and they're like we right. need to know what's going on and you know like not just the head of the studio but like people working for him like right. he just kind of was just strange and was like milling about in the jungle when he was supposed to be telling people what to do right uh, seems like an odd character yeah uh, but even, even this movie, like, you, you know, he got fucked over on it too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Uh, he, you know, he put together like a 120 minute version of this movie. Uh, two hours. Uh, right. yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he wound up trimming it down to 110 minutes. And, uh, you know, he was like, okay, well, I'm relatively satisfied with this version of it and you know this will be like the european release because uh miramax had uh final cut for a u.s release mm -hmm. and so he was in the middle of you know getting it ready for the european release and uh his funding got cut 
and he was no longer allowed to have anything to do with the movie. Oh, wow. And he lost all rights and control of the movie. And then Miramax cut it down to 68 minutes. Oh, wow. Almost an entire hour got cut from this movie. Wow. <laughs> and so, That sucks. Yeah. Uh, I guess he wound up fighting uh, against Miramax, and he wound up regaining complete control over you know the prints eventually. And so he finally did release at least a 104-minute version, which was, like, the closest he could get, you know, because a lot of the footage got lost. Wow. That's uh, too bad. So what what version? This was called this the is, final cut. Yeah, this is the 104-minute version. Okay, it was 104. Okay. Uh, the There was another disc on the set that came with it was the work print edition, which was uh, basically closer to the 120-minute version. Oh, yeah. uh, but some of the footage was... A little more raw, right there. Yeah. Huh. So yeah, I mean, he, he just not not good luck with no. with making a movie in the Hollywood system. No. Yeah, it was it was kind of neat too because like apparently, like when they fired him from the set of the movie of Doctor Moreau, they were like, "We don't want you anywhere near the set" because right. they were afraid like he would do something Sabotage weird. It, right. And so he just left, and he was hanging out at this like blind fisherman's house or yeah. something well he left but like he was supposed to leave the country yeah and he just disappeared yeah yeah they were like nobody knows where he's at right yeah and he didn't he didn't leave the country he was just like like a half an hour down the road right yeah, he in the was jungle. in the jungle yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so and some of these like drunken extras that like they were like weird hippies that you know were dressing as the the creatures in the right. dr Moreau movie they happened upon him. They're like, holy shit, it's Dick Stanley. And <laughs> they were hanging out with him and they, they talked to him and they're going back to the set so he could see what was going on because he really wanted to see. And one of them gave him, uh, one of the monster masks. And so he's like, just becomes an extra on this movie that yep. he was fired up from. And it was funny because like they were worried that he was going to sabotage something. But in one of the scenes, they were like, you over there. Take this torch and uh, stand next to these explosives. And right. So they were worried about him sabotaging something, and they literally handed him fire <laughs> and then had him stand by explosives on the set. And he didn't do anything, but yeah, yeah. but you can see him. The, that's the awesome. Oh yeah, he's can, in the movie. Yeah, yeah, he's in the movie. He was fired from. Yeah, like, he's like one of the pigmen, I think. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> hilarious. And that movie, like the, the main reason I wanted to watch that documentary, was because. Like I, I loved The Island of Doctor Moreau. That was a good book. Yeah. And I watched the movie not too long after I read the book, and it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Like it was just fucking terrible. Yeah. And uh, and so I was like, why was this movie so terrible? And I was like, oh, there's a documentary about how terrible it is. Like, right. like it blew my mind that that happened. And I was like, okay. So well, I know I told you about the documentary like months ago. Okay, I'd yeah. forgotten, I guess, because when I saw it on Netflix, I was like, what? Yeah. But it kind of explained just how, like, yeah. they ended up with, like, three directors, yep. and they cut out all this footage, and Marlon Brando was insane. And, yep. Uh, I don't think he was so much insane as that, like, they kind of explained that he wanted to work with Richard Stanley. Yeah. And Richard Stanley was no longer attached to the movie, so Marlon Brando was just he was like, Fuck fucking it. with people. Plus, his daughter committed suicide. Oh, well, yeah. He was like, also... Right before he started shooting. Not in a great place, either. Yeah. And also, he's probably a little insane, too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And one of my favorite parts about that documentary, too, was the guy that ended up, like, taking over for Richard Stanley. Yeah. He seemed like kind of a dick, too. Yeah. 
John Frankenheimer. Yeah, I, believe. I think that yeah. was him. But it was funny because he was he's talking. He's made good him. movies. Has he? Yeah, yeah. Like like uh, uh, uh I want to say Ronin. Oh, okay. Maybe even the French Connection. Yeah. Okay. Um, but he was like, he was talking about uh Val Kilmer. Yeah. And he was like, that guy was such a prick. He's like. He's like, working with him is the worst. He said, if I made a movie called The Island of Val Kilmer, I wouldn't hire that shithead. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. <laughs> yep. <clears throat> oh. So The Island of Dr. Murrow, the 1996 Val Kilmer, Marlon Brando version that we're talking about here, I saw three times. Really? Yep. <laughs> On accident? All three? Uh, <laughs> nope. Uh, I saw I saw it the first time on a date opening weekend. Oh man, uh, it was uh, the only date that I went out with <laughs> with that girl. Uh, and then like a week and a half later, uh, we had a bunch of family visiting, and so one of my cousins and I were bored, and we decided to go see a movie, and that's what she wanted to see. <laughs> and then, uh, and then like. Months later, when it came out on uh, VHS, my mom rented it, and so <laughs> watched it again. Wow. I, I think the only enjoyable part of that movie is that tiny little fellow that dresses just like Marlon Brando <laughs> yep. in every scene, like playing the tiny little piano on top of Marlon Brando's piano. And, yep. Um, I guess apparently he's like a huge star in wherever he's from, like Spain, I think. Uh, yeah, some Latin American country, yeah. maybe. Yeah. But he's not an actor either. He's just like a. And he's just a little dude. Yeah. Like like he he's a freak. And he's tiny. I mean he is. So oh yeah. Tiny. He's like a foot tall maybe. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, Marlon Brando was like he was like he's like this is the only thing anybody's gonna remember about this movie is right. this little dude. So let's just he, he like basically had somebody else's role diminished so the little dude could have more screen time. Yep. I was like wow, that's that's pretty sweet. Yeah. But uh, that's not the Dust Devil. That's not, yeah. How do we start uh, talking about Dust Devil? Well, Richard Sammer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And now he basically has been fucked over yeah. a lot. Yeah, but he's kind of like got a really unique vision. He like, does indeed. Like, like yeah. I didn't, like I know I said it kind of reminded me of Sam Raimi and David Lynch, but it, at the same time, it's it's pretty unique. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really look like he was copying anything. Yeah. I would. Yeah, I would probably like to see Haywire. Yeah, at yeah. some point. Yeah, or is it Hardwire? Or? I think it's. I think it's. Maybe it's Haywire. Yeah, I think uh, I said Hardwire, but yeah. I think it's Haywire. But, ah, it's uh, one of those two. Whatever. Yeah. H Wire. H Wire. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So yeah, this movie's fine. The uh, it's the, definitely slow though. It's definitely slow. Yeah. yeah don't. Like, I actually brought drawing stuff over because I was like, maybe I'll draw while, while we watch the movie just to stay awake. Yeah. And uh, it ended up being something I was like, I have to watch yeah. every scene because it's, you know. You can get lost pretty easily. Right. Yeah. And there's some scenes with not much dialogue where oh, you yeah, have to kind of yeah. see what's going on. Um, yeah, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely not for everyone. I can say that for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it, it is a horror movie, but it is uh, light on the horror. Yeah. 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 Like I can see it being put like in the horror. It's more like a monsters and murder, but it's more for like the a, most part, it's like a really slow drama. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more like a psychological weird right. mind fuck kind of thing. Uh, the, the lead actress, uh, played by, uh, or the lead 
female character played by an actress by the name of Chelsea Field, married to Scott Bakula. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Was also Tila in the Masters of the Universe movie. I thought she looked familiar, but I couldn't place her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she was all right. Yeah. She, I, I, I got to admire, like, she had to do a lot of stuff unless that was a stunt lady. Like, all those, like, dust storms she was walking right. through and everything. It's like, man, that looks horrible. Yeah. Just, like, being pummeled with massive winds full of sand. And all the while having to do a, a South African accent. Yeah. Oh, she, where is she from? America. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. I think maybe that's the thing that might throw people off is uh, there's a lot of, uh, well, uh, pretty much everyone except for the Dust Devil guy uh, speaks with a really thick South African accent yeah. or African accent. Yeah. Yeah. But you can understand everybody. Yeah, everybody's speaking English. And when they're not, there's subtitles. Right. Yeah. And that only happens once, I think. Yeah, that was, that was a weird scene, too. And yeah, that was, uh, I guess that was to establish uh, the dude had a gun. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, because um, her husband comes looking for her, right? And uh, he has a he has a gun in his glove box. Yep. And you find that out. Yep. It's <laughs> pretty much all that scene is there yeah. for. You don't have to watch that scene now because we just told you. Yep. Just uh, hit forward. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's cool. Yeah, it's cool. Well. So, okay, so, uh, yeah, you explained why you wanted to see this movie. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I've never, I've never seen anything else by him, but I'll, I'll definitely check out whatever else he's yeah. done. Uh, yeah, I was actually kind of surprised that you picked it, because I was just like, oh, weird. Yeah. You know, just because, like, I've owned it forever, and, like, I'm sure you may have even seen it on my, my DVD shelf at one point. Probably. Yeah, but. I probably, I probably didn't know the name of this movie until a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Like, like, I probably saw the word Dust Devil and just didn't know. Right. And I think even... There's been a couple times where I actually almost picked it mm-hmm. for my pick. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll pick something that I haven't seen before or whatever. But So, you mentioned that this, the DVD that you own came with documentaries. What were those documentaries about? I'm uh, not sure. I never, never watched them. Okay. Yeah. But they're like short films or something? No, I think they were full. Oh, oh wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. We should watch one of those sometime. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Unique, unique, very unique. Yeah, cool visionary visuals and lighting and colors and yeah. char- characters, cool characters. And, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I do know that the, the comic or the the uh, the DVD actually came with a comic. Oh, really? Uh, like as as the booklet that was like a. Kind of explaining the backstory of the Dust Devil. Wow. I don't remember it very well, uh, because it was maybe one of the worst drawn things that I have ever uh, seen in my entire life. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. at least they came with a comic. That's true. I wish all DVDs came with comics. That'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> Some do. Yeah. 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 I know my my copy of Sin City had a, a uh, comic in it. Oh well, at least I had a comic. Oh no, I'm thinking of the Spirit. Okay, yeah. Sin City. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I don't care if I ever see Sin City again, but I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Yeah. All right. Well, let's take a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back after that break. <laughs> all right. That's all that works. Uh-huh. Okay. All right.
inside his goddamn hand. Drink some, drink some diet coke, and nice. then we continued to talk about the island of Dr. Yeah, Moreau yeah, and Roman Brando. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mentioned I had a dream about Brando. Yeah, and he was dressed as Dr. Moreau, and I think I was—I can't remember what happened. Did he have the ice bucket thing on his head? <laughs> no, he was just all in white, like white suit. I remember being kind of condescending towards him in the film or in the dream, <laughs> like regarding the film, right? You know, like. You know, yeah, you you could have done better, you yeah. know, that sort of thing. But yeah, I, mean, I don't know. Do you have any dreams about stars, uh, movie stars? I probably have had yeah, none that I can really remember. Right. Yeah, especially not recently. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't remember too many of my dreams anymore, other than like the occasional. I, I remember a tornado occasionally. Right. I see a tornado, but um, I don't have a lot of like, like sort of like revelatory storytelling style dreams anymore i i mean i remember snippets of dreams but i don't remember like you know what they were about Mm. or anything like that and they're always changing anyway it's bizarre i think when you're kids you you like it's more like a cart it's like your brain is making cartoons there's always a story right at least mine you know there's always like little stories going on but Honestly, like the most recent dream that I can remember having was, uh, 
I was walking past my ex-girlfriend's house, and she was in her old room, uh, and I just climbed in through the window, and we hung out. Aw, that seems like a cool dream. Yeah, it was it was nice. Yeah, yeah, just mm. sad. Aw, yeah. But it was also weird because her room was on the second floor of this house, uh, but uh, like I walked past the house and like it was at like you know eye level. Yeah, right. So it was like huh. her room shifted down. Yeah, things are changing. But it was still a two-story house. Okay, well, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's dream logic. That's true, right? Yeah. And that, oh yeah, that's one thing I, I did definitely want to mention about this movie mm-hmm. uh, was that there's there's a couple times where uh, our our third lead character uh, the the cop uh-huh. uh, he has uh, some nightmares you know that that uh, reveal some story elements here and there and uh, I always appreciate in a movie when they do a dream and it's weird and it's not just a flashback. Of you know something that he remembers, yeah, because that's not how dreams work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the dreams in this movie were done really well. Yeah, like like creepy and strange and off, just a little off, you right? Know, which was cool. But no, it always annoys me. I hate it when you're watching a movie and then there's basically a flashback. Yeah, that fills you in on like some certain story oh, element, yeah. and then it's just a dream. It's like no, that that is not how dreams. Yeah, work. yeah, we've all dreamt. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. If that was a dream, then somebody needed to be naked, <laughs> and there needed to be some sort of uh, giraffe in the background, yeah. you know, putting up Christmas decorations. <laughs> that would see. That would be perfect. Like if it was just a real straight like dream about like you know their kid playing by the river and then they get put in the river, but you just in the background see like the weirdest shit happening. Yep. Like people fly, flapping their arms and flying through the air and <laughs> a giant cereal box or something. Yep. You know? And the river is actually made of jello. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that'd be awesome. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, how was your Halloween? My Halloween was Christmassy. Yeah. Did, did you bake gin, gin, gingerbread cookies and un- uh, unwrap presents? Uh, no, but I. Did spend my my Halloween morning putting up Christmas decorations. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I you always do say how you love to put up Christmas decorations two months ahead of time. Oh yeah, it's something you've said time and time again. I uh, know. I'm sure it's on record <laughs> too. Uh, no, I, I uh, helped out uh, a local uh, establishment here, and, and uh, they they have some sort of open house thing happening. Like next week. This is the strip club. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with the amount of glitter that I've been covered in lately. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, they're they're having some sort of open house, and so they they I guess wanted to decorate for Christmas to make the place more presentable for it. I guess. Hmm. Which threw me because you know it's like well it's not even Halloween yet. Yeah. And we're just gonna skip over Thanksgiving. All right. But, yeah. yeah, all right, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I did that Halloween morning. And then uh, and then I came home, and I, I sat around and was bored as fuck. <laughs> and uh, got super anxious and antsy just sitting here doing nothing. And I, I eventually just left the house and went out and was also bored and anxious and antsy uh, in public. 
until about five o'clock or so. Yeah. Where I attended the Game Swap slash Mavericks Halloween Fest comic sale. Yeah. <laughs> and we were glad to have you. Yeah. I was glad to be there from five to seven. Yeah. Or more like five ten to seven. Yeah. Because the previous people wouldn't leave. <laughs> yeah, we we had a couple artist tables in our sale room and people were taking turns. Yep. Um not always as the schedule dictated, but nope. but yeah, yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. It was a little slow. It was very slow. Yeah. Uh I did make a, a whopping eleven dollars. Hey. Yeah. I've done worse at some shows. Yeah. Yeah. As have I. Mm-hmm. Uh, but of course, this was this all sold to just people I knew anyway. Right, right. Which, yeah, whatever. It's fine. Money's money. Yeah. It all spends. That's, that's right. Uh, yeah, I was, I was pretty much alone in a room with Matt Brassfield and Jeremy Hoyt, and I drew them sketches. Oh, that sounds fun. <laughs> it was kind of fun. Yeah. I enjoy talking to my friends. Yeah. And that's pretty much all it was. I was just out in public doing it. Mm-hmm. Right. Strangers milled about. Strangers milled about. There was a guy who talked to me for like half an hour about his uh, uh, acrylic uh, statues that he makes. Sweet. Yeah. And, and his, his toys and stuff that he makes, which is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that I need to be talked at for 40 minutes about it, but, right. you know. <laughs> it's, he, 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 he at least wasn't like, you know... Because I was in the middle of drawing, you know, yeah, but at least he wasn't, like, telling me to stop drawing and pay attention. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. He, I'm sure he's, he's like, us, an artist type that yeah. might be socially awkward. Yeah. You know. Yeah. We all have our uh, little hurdles. That's true. But it was interesting. Yeah. And then uh, and then, uh, and then we did drawing night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. So, so pretty much avoided most everything Halloween related. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, we even thought about doing uh, watching a horror movie sort of yeah. for a second, but we were, we were all we we had a lot of horror. Yeah, we, we knew we were going to watch this one today. Right. We we did listen to an episode of The Dollop that dealt with ghosts. That was that was pretty cool. So so that was kind of Halloween related. And we listened to a, a Bob Pollard CD because it was, was also very scary. <laughs> it was spooky. <laughs> It was his, it was his birthday's Halloween. And, right. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan, so thought it would be appropriate. And you, like a champ, tolerated, you, you, uh, it was, you, you powered through it. It was the most okay I've been with a, a Bob Pollard record. Yeah, see? That I've been forced to listen well, to. Well, maybe, maybe that's the thing after, he, you know, he puts out 500 records, but they start to get good. <laughs> oh, you can't say that he hasn't had the practice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you know, it's funny. You know, it's funny. This is, this is crazy. But, uh, later this month, um, he's putting out his fourth box set of unreleased songs that he's done over the years. Right. I own one of them and, and it's like each box set is 100 songs. So he has 400, like, just songs unreleased that he songs. was like, these aren't really good enough. Right. Yeah. Wow. I mean, some of them, okay, there's a few that have, like, weird versions of other songs. Right, yeah. but But, I mean, you know, the vast majority, right. like 380 of each of those 400 are, like, <laughs> songs that he's just never put on an album. Right. So, yeah, he's, he's, like, 
He's insanely prolific. Right. Like, I don't like everything he does. I well, how could you? Yeah, how could there's you? Right? So much, but 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 you know, I mean, he's probably written like twice as many songs I like than any other artist. Right. But he's also written like five times as many that I don't like as any other artist. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, they, they do say that, you know, you need, uh, what is it, 10,000 hours of, of uh, repetitive practice to be good at something yeah. or to master something, you know. I'm sure he's he's got to be clocking in close to that now, oh, right? At least. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, most of the songs are under two minutes long, but still, <laughs> just the sheer magnitude, volume of them. <laughs> oh, but yeah. Yeah, Bob Pollard, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday to, to, uh, Dayton Zone, Bob. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Yeah. Yeah. Halloween Comic Fest was. It was. It was like we said. It was a little slow this year. Yeah. Um. I don't know if it was because it was on Halloween, whereas usually it's you know around around Halloween, yeah. yeah. But um, because there's a lot of other things going on, even even in Dayton. Right. You know. And also, it's one of the rare times where Halloween falls on like an actual weekend. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm sure that probably affected it too. Yeah. I I honestly thought it was going to be busier, but it was just it was just I mean the store was slow. The the artist's room was a little slow, so people just had other shit to do, I guess. Yep. Like put up uh, Christmas here, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I stopped in a drugstore today and there was uh they were already all the Christmas decorations were already up. Oh, yeah. And they were taking all the Halloween candy and Throwing it in this giant bin of clearance stuff. So. Right. So much Halloween candy did you buy? I didn't buy any candy. Uh, I bought a I bought a can of cashews because <laughs> they were on sale. <laughs> that was all I bought. Clearance cashews. Clearance cashews. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Hmm. You know, what What else has been been happening? Nothing. Nothing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's only been a few days since we actually did our last episode. So. Oh, that's right, it has. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, we read Frankenstein. Yeah, so, so the, the biggest thing that happened to me this past week I already talked about, right. yeah. which was that damn comic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, don't know, I watched... Uh, I watched uh, the, the first season of The Young Ones today. Oh, that's such a good show. It is a pretty good show. It's one of my favorite shows ever. Yeah. It, it has been at least 15 years since I watched any of them. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was a lot weirder than I remembered it being. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there's I mean, some surreal stuff. Just, yeah, a lot more absurd than, than I recalled. But, like, I did also distinctly remember, like, certain things as they happened. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, like, like they were fresh in my memory. Like, I think one of the, one of the episodes has, uh, the, uh, the, the guy who, who, he's like the fifth cast member, but he always plays a different guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Alexi Sale. Yeah. He's their, like, landlord. And yeah, yeah. Like, the entire... The postman. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, they're all, like, family members, though, so they're all related. Right. Uh, but there's an episode where he is, like, the singer of a band. <laughs> the Dr. Martin's Boots. The Dr. Martin's Boots song. Oh, that's so awesome. I remembered it exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was so excited. 
Yeah, there's like little cool, like anytime someone mentions Dr. Martin's boots, I think of that song like for the last 20 years. Yep. The same with like anytime I'm at a bookstore and I'm like looking, I'm like, ah, I wonder where's the, uh, you know, where the, where the occult section is or whatever I'm looking for. Um, and I see young adult section. I'm yeah. like, I always think of that scene where that the guy's hosting the dance party thing about young adults. Uh, like just like little phrases from that show have just like permanently embedded in my brain. Right. I love it so much. Because <laughs> I think when I was when I was a kid, when I was like twelve or ten or whatever, my brother and my cousin who were older, they watched a lot of Monty Python yeah. and uh, Young Ones at the house, and I would kind of like hang out in the room until you know until it was past my bedtime. Right. And uh, and like a lot of the humor I didn't quite get. Right. But I was like, this there's something about this though that's just real special. I can tell. Right. And uh. So I think I was like into it before I knew why I should be into it. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I love that show. Yeah, I, I wanted to be I wanted to be Vivian when I was a kid. <laughs> right. <laughs> and fortunately, I more turned out to be Rick <laughs> or Neil. Yeah, uh, I think maybe I wanted to be Mike, but I turned out to be more like uh, Neil. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we both kind of turned out to be Neil. Yeah. Peppered with Rick here. A little bit, yeah. I'm peppered with Rick, you're peppered with Vivian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but definitely more Neil. Yeah. yeah and both. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember, I think I was about 15, 16, and Comedy Central started airing them, I think. Oh, wow. And so that's when I first started watching them. Yeah. We watched them... It was like on, I think it was Saturday nights, really late. Yeah. It was right before MTV did 120 minutes because yeah. we taped them off the off the TV and we watched them over and over. And there was this thing that would, like this ticker that would scroll at the bottom of the screen that said, "Stay tuned for 120 minutes next." To, right. and, uh, so like that's how I remember because um, I've just seen that so many times. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, I distinctly remember. Like, you know, I may have even started working, like, at the movie theater at that point. Uh, probably around 16 or so. And uh, I distinctly remember some Saturday mornings I would watch Superman, the animated series, Hmm. and then uh, switch the channel to Comedy Central to watch The Young Ones. Nice. That's a good combo. It's a pretty good combo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's how I would want to watch it, too. Superman first and then The Young Ones. Yeah. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> oh, man. The young ones. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, I got, I got nothing else, really. Well, I mean, you got a, you got something for us to read, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe? Yeah. Maybe's the keyword. Yeah. Cause, uh, we, we were kind of talking yesterday, um, yeah, you you did not realize that Dust Devil was going to be a horror movie. Yeah, I thought it was more like a sci-fi western. Right. And uh, and so you kind of mentioned maybe about being a little bit tired about horror. <laughs> right. And I had kind of already thought about what my next comic pick was going to be. And it's a horror comic. Uh, so today, I was like, well, maybe I'll change it up. Oh, you don't have to. Well... <laughs> 
I, I I picked the comic that that I was gonna replace uh, my initial pick with, mm-hmm. and I started reading it, and it's fucking terrible. Oh, what? so we're going back to my original pick. <laughs> okay, cool. So we're gonna read a horror comic, and you haven't read the horror one yet. I have not. Okay, yeah. so it might be fucking terrible too. <laughs> it might be fucking terrible too, but uh, I have a little more confidence in it. Okay. At least we'll enjoy one aspect of it for sure. Oh. Because we are going to read Richard Corbin's Rat God. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I like the Mr. Corbin. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, just out of curiosity, what was the terrible thing? <laughs> Bucky Barnes, the Winter Soldier. Oh, really? Yep. Like the current, they're like current-ish. The most recent yeah. Yeah, series. Uh, I, I have both of the trades that collects the entire series. Oh. I, I had not read them. Oh, that's too bad. I had read some decent reviews of them. And yeah, I like Winter Soldier, and uh, you know the the that looked weird, mm-hmm. and so I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool, maybe. And uh, God, I could not even make it through the first issue. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Who who's writing it? Uh, I don't know how to pronounce his name, so I'm just gonna Stan Lee. Stan Lee. That's how, that's how you say that. I think so. Yeah. Huh. The, the thirty is silent. Okay. Uh, no, Alice Cott. Okay. A L E S K O T. Alice Cott. Okay. He does, uh, no, he no longer works for Marvel anymore, but, uh, he, he does do a lot of image stuff. I think Wolf is a series uh, okay. that's out right now yeah. that he's doing. And, uh, Zero, I think, was another series that he did. Hmm. Um, I've never read any of his work. I don't yeah. Uh, well, the writing was not good, and then the art was, uh, fucking atrocious. Uh, it, it was fully painted, uh, but like, like there's never any like establishing shots to like at least like orient you know oh, to yeah. where you're you're supposed to look, and like it's all two page spreads and it's like all weird psychedelic colors, huh. but like you know then there's like t- like real tight close-ups of, like, people's faces, but, like, you can't tell which character is which. <laughs> and then, like, it'll just change scenes immediately. Like, all of a sudden I'm reading it, and they're in space, and then the next page is there. Bucky is hanging out with Namor under the sea. Oh, yeah, I hate that kind of stuff. Fighting monsters or something and making jokes about how Namor fucks a lot. <laughs> It's, you know, that's kind of true, though. Well, sure, yeah. but, you know, but... You know, why joke about it? Well, sure, why joke about it? And also, it could be executed so much better. Right. The art was atrocious. Oh, man. Well, if we don't have them, maybe you could trade them into Mavericks. All right. <laughs> I may try to give it another shot, just yeah. just, just to read it. You know, but at this point, you know, I was like... Like, literally, I was ten pages in, and I was like... I. There is nothing in here I can latch on to say anything good about this. Right. It just seems like homework. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. And yeah, like, I think both of us have the same sort of philosophy about the stuff that we talk about. Like, I think we would feel bad if there's, we go into it knowing how awful yeah. it's going to be. Yeah. I think, you know, like Tales of Ordinary Madness, I think, is definitely a prime example of that. Right. Like, I don't think either of us were looking forward to talking yeah. about it. Because there was just not going to be anything <laughs> good to say about it. Other, other, than, other than Mike Allred became awesome later. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Well, that's cool. I mean, it's it's different. Like if we're watching a thing or reading a thing, and like it turns out to be terrible. It turns out to be terrible, but like when it's like from the jump, terrible. <laughs> like the comic, I think is easier because we can switch gears. Yeah. Like like almost immediately, but like in a movie, like we're stuck. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're, we're yeah we're five minutes in to uh, Billy the Kid, and you you look over at me, and I'm like so sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Or what was the what was the one about the guy's cat that gets ran over? Goliath. Goliath. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we're just like stuck at that point unless yeah. we want to. Uh, maybe we should institute like an ejection button. Like if we both <laughs> if we both hate the fucking movie, right? We could just be like, okay. I I really feel like there was a movie though that we watched like twenty minutes of and stopped it. Was it? Was it really? I think that we did. I mean, I know okay. you didn't read Evil Ernie. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you hit the eject button. I did. That's right. I can't remember a movie, though, that we did that. Maybe maybe we did. Though. Maybe it was just something we were watching, like, during drawing night or something like uh, that. And we were just like, this is fucking terrible. Right. Yeah, usually we can power through a movie because, like, if you're by yourself and a movie's terrible, it's one thing. But if you're with somebody, you can at least be like, oh, my gosh, look at this. Right, you know, yeah. And you can at least power through and enjoy it. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, from the first ten pages of the very first issue of, uh, Bucky Barnes Winter Soldier, cannot recommend that book. But hopefully I will not have a similar problem with, uh, Richard Corbin's Rat Guy. Yeah. So he writes it and draws it? Yep. Okay, cool. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I like, I like Mr. Corbin. Uh, it's, uh, from Dark Horse. I don't think there's a trade out yet, but it's coming soon. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, and uh, yeah, check it out and read along with us. Yeah, why not? Yeah, all right. Well, I enjoyed uh, enjoyed our uh, little evening here. I did as well. Yeah, Dust Devil. Dust Devil. Pretty fun. Yeah, in a weird, slow-paced, right, surreal, kind of dream logic kind of way. Uh Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Cool. Well, uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Good night, kids. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to Gutter Trash. You can subscribe to the show from guttertrash.net or from iTunes and leave us a review. Visit guttertrash.net for email information and for other podcasts and websites in the Gutter Trash Network. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Gutter Trash.